I'm Mark Pender for Accommodate with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist with Accommodate. Mark, we're taping Monday midday. There seems to be two themes that we are still focusing on. What, of course, the Fed is doing about tapering and catching up, of course, on government indicators, which were delayed by the shutdown. This week we get a one-week delayed report on October employment. But first, Mark, what came out of last week's Fed decision? Well, basically, the Fed stayed the course, and uh, there is no cutback on quantitative easing at the October 29-30 policy decision. Um, not unexpectedly, policy rates re remain the same. Fed funds still basically at zero, and the Fed is still continuing to purchase uh, mortgage-backed securities at $40 billion per month and longer-term treasuries at $45 billion per month. Then there's still the reinvesting of payments on uh, principal of agency debt and mortgage-backed securities. So we're, uh, asset purchases continue as they have been. Uh, however, what stood out is the Fed keeps saying uh, what happens to quantitative easing is data-dependent. And uh, basic, the problem is that leaves the markets with a lot of uncertainty. Um, the markets are going to actually have to focus on the economic news, especially related to the labor market. And uh, guidance was unchanged with the Fed keeping a 6.5% unemployment rate and 2.5% infla expected inflation rate as thresholds for considering changes in policy. And right now, the Fed has stated that inflation is running below goal of 2% and the unemployment the unemployment rate remains elevated. So right now the Fed is staying the course and at the latest meeting the Fed gave no indication on when taper might begin. Well, it's the ups and downs of data dependency we've been talking about, and the September employment report, what is down, you know, on how the economy is running is often uh, up for how the markets uh, react. And just 10 days ago, we got the delayed September employment report. Uh, what are the key recap po points uh, from that report, Mark? Basically, you know, I think the Fed saw it as mixed in, for September. The headline level was decent, but then when you looked at the detail, it was uh, very soft. We got a 148,000 boost in September, uh, but then if you look at private payrolls, uh, the number was up only 126,000. Uh, the unemployment rate did look good at the headline level. It slipped to 7.2%, but it was primarily due to uh, slippage in the available labor pool. So uh, even though it looked good at the headline level, the reason behind the dip was not good. Well, ADP uh, issued their 
uh, have already issued their numbers for the October uh, uh, for their October sample, and it, it's not very pretty, pointing to another sluggish month uh, for October. That's right. Uh, ADP came out on schedule this past week, and uh, according to their estimate, private payrolls are gaining uh, 130,000 in October, and that is extremely sluggish. Uh, does not uh, bear very well for the official BLS report. Next Fed policy meeting is December 17th and 18th and taper timing will come up again. Also we likely will have a newly confirmed Fed chair by then with Janet Yellen taking over Ben Bernanke's position early next year. But with taper being data dependent, Mark, what else stands out this week for the Fed that you are? Uh, again, you're right. The Fed is very much emphasizing that policy decisions are data dependent. They're focusing on uh, the labor market but uh, the economy in general and this week uh, we also in addition to the employment report we also have uh, GDP coming out for the uh, third quarter and also personal income. We had a number of 2.5% for the final number for the second uh, qu quarter and uh, the markets are expecting weaker growth in, in the latest number. Uh, they're expecting 2% for the advance estimate for third quarter GDP and that's rather anemic. I, I don't think the Fed can get very excited about 2%. Also, uh, personal income, even though it was relatively decent in August, uh, we had from the most recent uh, employment report, aggregate payrolls up 0.3% for the private sector. Uh, that's, that's an okay number. But again, I don't think the Fed's going to get terribly excited about that. Um, uh, for the month, uh, we had motor for on the spending side, we had motor vehicles down substantially, so that number is likely going to be rather sluggish. Even though uh, the motor vehicle number for October is already out and was up modestly, but uh, in the personal income report, it's probably not going to look very good. Well, and then we have Friday, the Econoday consensus for non-farm payroll growth is only 120,000, which would put it uh, among the very lowest of uh, the recovery. In closing, Mark, do, uh, do you see uh, weak data the continuing to give uh, a lift to the stock market, which is at record highs? Well, the issues basically, what do the markets think the Fed is going to do? The Fed is having impact on the markets through its quantitative easing programs on mortgage-backed securities and long-term treasuries. Basically, uh, there are two general paths for monetary policy. There's the direct impact of the Fed being a buyer in the market for mortgage-backed securities and long-term treasuries that weighs on longer term rates including mortgage rate 
So that's aiding the housing market. Uh, but also there's the indirect effect of uh, expanding reserves, assets, but uh, that relies upon expansion of loans in the market and uh, we're not there yet in terms of loan activity really being that sharp. So the Fed's going to continue to evaluate uh, everything from improvement in the labor market to whether reserves are being translated, which has not been the case yet, translated into uh, strong growth in loans and uh, pending inflation pressures, which are not showing up currently. Uh, so we're really in a lot of flux right now and that includes transition to a new chair of the Federal Reserve and Janet Yellen probably will be approved uh, by the December FOMC meeting and uh, by Fed tradition uh, Chairman Bernanke probably will be finding something else to do with his time uh, for the January 2014 meeting uh, because it's just a Fed tradition that when you're about to retire you don't attend or participate in the meeting just prior to your retirement. So we're, we're in a lot of transition right now. Moving into the Yellen years, thank you very much Mark Rogers for Econoday. This is Mark Pender for Econoday.